your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Stars podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com. Joined by my co-host, Kenneth Nash, the side expert at nolanwrighton.com. Happy Wednesday to all of you out there listening, downloading, tuning in, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Hope this Wednesday, hope this podcast finds you well, finds you safe and healthy. Kenneth, how are we doing over there in Mississippi on this fine Wednesday morning? Uh... I mean, doing well. Things don't change oh, very yeah. quickly around here, so I was doing well yesterday. Yeah, I, doing I well know today. that. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know that for living four years over there. Is it, you, know, is you know what's bad is you ask me that question pretty much every time we record, and every time it catches me off guard. Like, I'm not ready to give That's you a That's a shame, because uh, a I'm long, trying a, to get you involved in the podcast as quickly well, as possible. Well, here's the thought. And, just don't okay. talk as much. Oh, okay. So I'll just next time I'll just say... I'll just intro, give them our names, and then I'll just stop and leave dead air for you yeah, for you to take. I'll jump in. Okay, perfect. All right, sounds like a, sounds like a good idea then. Yeah, no transition, no no setting the stage for you in any way. You just take it and roll. Give Anyways, the people what they want. More of me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. People what they want. Yada 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 yada. Anyways, uh, we've got plenty to talk about here on this Wednesday episode regarding Dallas Stars, specifically the game two loss, a three nothing loss on Tuesday night to the Vegas Golden Knights. In Game 2 of the Western Conference Final, we'll dig into that here in just a minute. Dig into some of the key storylines in that game, what the Stars did wrong, what they could have done much better, why the series is 1-1, to and where this series is headed now that we're all even through two games. But Kenneth, to start out, we got to just talk about going into this game. because, And I know we talked about it a little bit on Tuesday, but as the Stars went into this game... They had a few things on their mind. One, they knew that Ryan Reeves was coming back and that Robin Leonard was probably going to start for Vegas after Marc-Andre Fleury took the net in Game 1. Two, they knew that the Golden Knights were going to come out with an even stronger, harder push because Game 1 looked a little disinterested at times, didn't necessarily look entirely invested in that game. But in Game 2, they knew Vegas was going to come out with their best effort. They were going to be firing on all cylinders if at all possible. And three, they knew that this was going to be one of the toughest games of their playoff run to win. And as we saw on Tuesday night, all of those thoughts turned out to be realities. Yeah, they did. It was, you know, we knew going in this was going to be uh, a tough game. Vegas is is a veteran team. You knew they were going to kind of punch back a little bit. Um, they were getting Ryan Reeves back, which... Um, you know, say whatever you want about Ryan Reeves. You know, a lot of people will take digs at him from time to time. But what he does well is he reinvigorates his teammates when he's on the ice with them. And, and I think he did that uh, a little bit on uh, on on Tuesday night. Um, and and there's a place for that on every team. And and clearly it it had a, it was an emotional boost for Vegas. I guess is what what I'm getting at. It and so Vegas came out strong. They came out energized. They they knew that they did they underperformed in game one. They were pretty much shut down by a Stars team that played really really well, and and clearly they didn't want that to happen again. Um, and so it, it was a tough game. You knew it was going to be a tough game going in. 
If you're the Stars, you're a little bit disappointed by your kind of lack of pushback, I think, after the first period where you really struggled to uh, really struggled to, to make anything happen. After the first period, the game was scoreless. Uh, chances were fairly even, but late in the first, uh, Vegas really kind of turned on the pressure a little bit. Stars weather the storm. Go into the second period, though. Stars unable to really get anything going, and Paul Stastny opens the scoring with his third of the year. Uh, just under yeah. five minutes into the second period, makes it one nothing Vegas. William Carlson added a second on the power play with eight and a half or eight and a half minutes into the second period, made it two nothing uh, Vegas, and then Thomas Nosek uh, with just under fifteen minutes uh, into the second period added a third for the Golden Knights, and those would be the only goals we would see in this one. And it was uh, it just the it, the Stars. It, they looked like they never got out of first gear, Josh. They struggled to yeah. really create anything um, high danger. They struggled to get uh, follow-up chances. A lot of credit deserved to uh, Robin Leonard. He looked good in net. He, he limited opportunities, yeah. and uh, especially on rebounds and stuff like that. But the Stars really never got anything going offensively. It was a lot of... Uh, a lot of dump in, maybe take a shot, and then cycle back to defense. And and unfortunately, when you're playing a team like Vegas, that sort of uh, that sort of method rarely works. Yeah, and I think the easiest way to put it is that the stars when they knew Vegas was coming out with a strong push, so the stars weathered the storm early, about as well as you could. You know, as you mentioned, Kenneth, it was zero zero at the end of the first period. Uh, shots were eight to five in favor of Vegas, but still, you know, keeping Vegas under ten shots on goal, limiting their high danger chances. They had one really good chance for uh, Mark Stone in that first period that Anton Hudobin got. I think the the skinny end of the stick, the, the shaft of his goalie stick, while laying down, looking the other way, the puck came in, deflected off of it, and away. But regardless, the Stars were able to keep them off the scoreboard, keep them kind of neutralized throughout the first period, even killed a penalty in the first. And you felt as though going into the second, it was going to be, there was the chance was there for the Stars to really take control because Vegas had thrown a lot, a lot of what they had at the Stars. I think they dominated possession. It was a 63.64% of the chances for were for Vegas. And obviously the Stars only getting 36.36, but still keeping them 0-0, kind of frustrating Vegas early on. You figured Vegas would go in frustrated, wondering why they're not up 1-0 or even 2-0, because there were a couple really good saves by Anton Hudobin in the first period. But then in the second period, the Stars just did not swing back. They It's almost like they looked as though they were still trying to weather the storm, and so the momentum was still there to be seized, and Vegas took full control, scoring three all three goals in that second period. And Kenneth, that was that was the story of the game that second period. Uh, and a lot of it was Vegas pushing the envelope as much as they could and firing on all cylinders, getting all four of their lines rolling, uh, limiting chances in the in their end. But another part of it was. The Stars just making a lot of mental errors. Rick Bonus said it was more mental fatigue during postgame, saying that you know a lot of those errors that were made turned out to be very costly because just about any error you make, Kenneth, against a team like Vegas is going to be costly. They're going to make you pay for it. But at the same time, just a couple of bad errors for the Stars. I mean, you look at the three goals that they that were scored on Paul Stasny's goal. It was just a bad. It, it turned. It was spawned by a bad change by Dallas. Uh, turned out to be 
Joel Hanley was down there, but the stars, I think it was a five on three or a five on two as the stars were changing as the puck came into the zone. And then Max Pacioretty had Stasny wide open in front of the net for a quick redirect in to put this, to put the Golden Knights up one nothing. William Carlson then on the power play just a few minutes later, that power play obviously being spawned by a, a bit of... A, you could say a careless penalty, Kenneth. It was actually on Corey Perry, a tripping penalty against Jonathan Marcheseau. And then just a minute and a half later, Alexander Radulov taking a very unnecessary slashing penalty. And if you were watching the game, you know what, I, you know what I'm saying. You know the severity of the very unnecessary terminology that I'm using. It just is something that you can't have in a game like uh, a, a big game like this against Vegas in the Western Conference Final. And then that third goal, a tic-tac-toe goal with Thomas Nosek. That was a that was a beauty. Uh, that was a that was beauty. a fantastic goal. Like if you're if you're a Vegas fan, even if you're just a casual hockey fan, you're kind of drooling over the how pretty that goal was. Yeah. Tic-tac-toe by Thomas Nosek from Chandler Stevenson and Nick Roy. But at the end of the day, can if you look at where that goal came from, the Stars. Sagan, I think it was Tyler Sagan, had pinched up too far in the offensive zone, as well as Jamie Alexiak as part of that activating the defense. As a result, John Klingberg was left behind, and they didn't have a third forward high to cover in case the puck was turned over. And when it was turned over, it was basically a three-on-one chance for Vegas, and they capitalized, making it 3 nothing, putting this game away in the second period. And then in the third period, we got to see the debut of Jake Ottinger. We'll talk plenty more about Ottinger, talk plenty more about some of the mistakes, other mistakes that the Dallas Stars made in Game 2, talk about where they go from here with a 1-1 series tie with the Vegas Golden Knights. Plenty more of that coming right around the corner when Locked on Stars podcast continues in a moment. Before we step away, you know that there's an ever-increasing numbers of vehicle makes and models out there on the market with all the vehicle makes and models it's impossible to stock all the parts you need in that traditional chain storefront why go to these stores and sit there while the guy behind the counter orders the parts on his computer choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry you don't need to go through that you have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket rockauto.com is a family-owned business that served auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck or your vehicle or whatever you need to get parts for and choose the brand specs and prices you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and are the same whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and while you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Back here at the Locked On Stars podcast. Happy Wednesday to all of you out there. I'm Josh Clark alongside my co-host Kenneth Nash. Breaking down game two on Tuesday night between the Dallas Stars and Vegas Golden Knights. Stars dropping a 3-0 decision to Vegas, evening up the series at 1-1. Really setting the table, Kenneth, that this best of five is... Is just, should be just as exciting as we expected it to be during prior to Game One uh, between the Stars and Golden Knights. This series really has the the 
Juice needed to go the distance, as we've seen in these first two games. Stars taking game one with a stifling defensive performance and a one nothing victory. Vegas rebounding in game two, putting three goals on the Stars in the middle period and taking a 3 nothing win as a result. And Kenneth, that's where we want to focus in on now, because after those three goals in the second period, coming out in the third period, Sean Shapiro actually, when he tweeted this out, uh, he tweeted it out actually before the Vegas initial third goal was scored uh and that was from who scored that one kenneth or who who sort of scored that one i can't even remember um wait sorry say that again the the goal that was challenged and came back um the interference was on patchy already i know that Yes. Um, I do not remember was, who scored. I do not oh, remember. Oh, it was Theodore. It was Theodore. Okay, yeah, it was, it was Shea that. Theodore, yeah. yeah. Shea Theodore scored uh, what looked like a power play goal, but Max Pacioretty turned out inter- to interfere, make incidental contact with Anton Hudobin right before the goal went in. So that goal was disallowed, brought it back to 2 nothing. But then, obviously, as we saw just a few minutes later, Tomasz Nosek scored to put it up back up at 3 nothing, And that was where Sean Shapiro tweeted out, time to give Anton Hudobin the mercy hook. Let him sit for a, a period, let him take a breather, and put Jake Ottinger in. Now, this was for two reasons. First off, Jake Ottinger made history last night, Kenneth. He was the first goaltender in 55 years and the only one in the NHL's expansion era, which obviously began in 1967-1968 season. That was when the Minnesota North Stars and a couple of other teams joined the league. This was He was the first goalie in 55 years, so since 1965, to make his league's debut or make his make his NHL debut rather in the conference finals or semifinals basically the round before the Stanley Cup final so Ottinger comes in in the third period Kenneth and obviously that's a big stage to come in on especially when you're in a three nothing hole but it was for more than one reason as Rick Bonus kind of alluded to in the post game saying you know he wanted to give Hudobin a breather uh, simply because he had, and he even said, without Hudobin tonight, it probably would have been six nothing after the second period. Just with how well and how how decisive those first two periods were in favor of Vegas and in favor of their attack. But he said, give Hudobin a breather. We got killed in that second period, so give him a breather, and you hope that it'll spark some life into the guys. You put a kid in the net for his first NHL action and hope it sparks some life. And you know. They did. It didn't get any worse, Kenneth. And Jake Ottinger stopped all five shots he faced. One really good one with a toe save. But overall, it was to give Hudobin a breather. Also, give Jake Ottinger some experience in a game that you know you're probably not going to come back in. Give him some experience. Try and spark your team a little bit. So, in case you need him later on in this series or later on in the playoffs in general, you know that he's at least seen some NHL action. Yeah, it, it makes sense to make that move, and and I we were talking during the game, and I I told you that I had agreed I agreed with Sean that I would wait till the end of the second period to make the move because you weren't hooking uh, Hudobin because he was bad, and and sometimes when you pull a goalie in the middle of the period, that's what it looks like, even though that 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 wasn't at all what it was, but the move made sense. I I think yeah. at this point we don't know necessarily where ben, ben Bishop is at. I know he's been off and on skating, but he's been, remained unfit to play since he. Uh, made the surprise uh, return for what was a game five of the Colorado series. Yeah. Um, but we haven't seen him since. And so we don't really know where he's at. And, and uh, you know, as good as Anton Hudobin has been, you need to know that you've got a second goalie. You can at least be 
semi-comfortable putting out there. Um, just because you don't know what happened. You know, don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if Anton Hudobin's going to be fully healthy the rest of the way. You, you, you really do not know. And so it made sense to get Ottinger out there in a game where the Stars, yes, they were only down 3 nothing, and this team has overcome some, some pretty uh, hefty deficits in the postseason. But this was more so than some of the other games that they came back from. They looked they look the furthest thing from a three-goal period that you could probably see going into that final frame. Um, there, there was very little being created. And so you get Ottinger in there, you, you kind of get him the uh, the adrenaline and the shock of, of being put in a playoff game out of the way in a, in a game that's relatively, not meaningless, but that that you've already can kind of expect to not come away with a victory in. Um, yeah. And so you, you get to see what he looked like. I thought he looked pretty good. Obviously, he didn't face a ton of shots. Um, but I thought it he took looked... Ele- I think 11 minutes to get his first one. Yeah, he did. But he, he, yeah. he, he had... I think he faced five total shots. Um, and he looked pretty good while doing it. He had one really nice uh, kick save. Uh, on a puck that was kind of floating into the crease after on off of a, a rebound attempt, so he looked good. Um, you know, you're excited to see that. A lot of times, fans, you know, I'm one of those. You know, even when I'm covering the Rangers, I, I root for players more than I root for the team, and I love seeing young guys get chances. and And so when you yeah. see Ottinger get in, it gives you a chance to kind of keep stay engaged with the game a little bit. You know, I was sitting there rooting for more and more shots to be taken against Ottinger because I wanted to see what yeah. he had. Um, but I thought he looked good. And then, uh, of course, you get Hudobin a little bit of a break. And even, yes, it's a period, and you're going, what, is, what does a period mental break do? But for somebody who's playing as much as he has and who is playing as much as he has compared to what he's played in his career, which is, I mean, we're talking about this is way more than he's ever played in his career in a, in a, in a stretch like this. A 20-minute break is a big deal, especially when – you could have there. There was a decent chance you stick him out there, and Vegas could go get two more goals. They weren't really his fault. It was just the ice was tilted that far in in the Golden Knights' yeah. favor. So you get him off the ice. You get him a little bit of a break. You let him watch the game a little bit, um, and kind of get to to look at the game from a different perspective for a little while. Get him a little of a, a little bit of a, a mental break, and then you get him back on the crease for uh for Game Three on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, and obviously giving him a rest would be nice. Uh, don't forget that he has played ev- he has played in at least a portion of each of the last 13 games now. Yeah, and yeah. so giving him at least one period to breathe, kind of watch the game from a different angle, uh, especially, and you know, in post-game, Joe Pavelski, uh, Rick Bonus talked about there was never any doubt. They, they thought that they could still come back in this game. They Obviously, they've been known for coming back in games, erasing deficits late in games, especially throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. But at the same time, you knew how complete of a team Vegas was. You knew that they had been dominating for two periods, outchancing you heavily, and specifically dominating in the faceoff dots as well. Rick Bonus pointed this out. Uh, during postgame, after winning the faceoff battle, can a 60 to 40 percent in game one? The Stars lost last night's faceoff battle, 61 percent to 39 yeah. percent. That includes a 60 40 margin in the second period and a 67 33 margin in the third period. So, not being able to win those faceoffs, can that that actually plays a large role. Fans may not think about that, yeah. but when you can't win a faceoff. You don't get the puck first. You don't get a chance to establish possession in the offensive zone. And as a result, as we saw last night, you don't get to create a whole lot of scoring chances. You don't get to create a whole lot of zone time. 
and you don't get to really test Robin Leonard at any point in last night's game. But Stars lose nothing to the Vegas Golden Knights on Tuesday night, evening the Western Conference Finals series up at one game apiece. We got plenty more reaction on Game 2, as well as looking ahead to Game 3, right around the corner when the Locked On Stars podcast continues. Back here at the Locked On Stars podcast. Happy Wednesday to all of you out there. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe and healthy. Kenneth, did you all, I know you and I talked about this last week. Did you all ever get that cold front today that you were promised uh, via the weather, meteorology, Um, weather app, whatever you want to call it, weather channel app? uh, Oh, where you're supposed to be like in the 80s all week? Well, well, here. It wasn't really a cold front. It was just supposed to be dropping to like the mid 80s. No, we did not. It's 90, the highest 93 today. Well, perfect, because, okay, then we both got screwed, because we had been promised last week that today was going to be a high of 63 or 64, and then two or three days ago, the, it switched up to, like, a high of 73, and I'm like, okay, well, that's that's not as good, but it's still pretty good. I woke up today, it was 81 outside, and so uh, that cold my, front... My weather app is showing that the high today in Fort Worth is 78. Oh, lucky you. Well, right now, it is 80, 80 degrees over here in Las Colinas. And the high is supposed to be 81, but tomorrow is supposed to be 71. So maybe, maybe there's a little chance of hope that we're going to get below 80 for once with fall on the way. Isn't that crazy, Kenneth? Autumn's on the way. Football's a day away. Um, You know, and the Stars are playing Western Conference Final Hockey. 2020 is just a total, uh, you know, trip. Um, But anyways... (laughs) Anyways, let's get back to Dallas Stars hockey here for the last few minutes. Talking about Game 2 against the Vegas Golden Knights. A 3-0 loss for the Stars. And Kenneth, kind of simply put, when you're summing this game up, it really just seemed as though the first period, as we said, Stars weathered the storm. Couldn't come out in the second or third and really take a swing back at Vegas, though. I think your your best chance of the night was Matthias Janmark coming in uh, on a breakaway after Vegas made it 2-0. And shooting the puck pretty much square in Robin Leonard's chest, not being able to get a shot, really a high danger chance on the net or even, you know, to the side of the net or above the net, putting it right into Robin Leonard's chest. That was kind of a a summary of the game as a whole. You could also say the summary of the game was some of those bad penalties taken. Alexander Radulov took a double minor for high sticking just, I think, a minute and 12 seconds before the end of the game, Uh, deep, deep into the third period. Alexander Radulov taking another bad penalty and it it was just a matter of a lack of discipline Kenneth the Stars had six total penalties to kill on uh, Tuesday night as compared to going 0 for 2 on the power play just a lack of discipline for the Stars Vegas certainly looks like the more interested and the more invested and determined team in game two Jake Ottinger gets in, though. You're, you're happy for him. You're proud of him for stepping into a pretty tough situation, shutting the door at least, getting those five saves, keeping Vegas off the board from making it uh, a wider gap. But at the same time, it was just a game that Vegas, you knew Vegas was going to come out and push, and push they did. Yeah, you. this is a good team. This is the, You're late in the playoffs, and teams aren't teams aren't going to just lie down and and... and you know you, the the mental advantage is very much a game by game thing it's not a uh, it's it's rarely is it a, is it a series uh, 
a series long advantage. And clearly, you know, after the Stars show up in Game One, they looked a much better team than Vegas. They they were uh, they were creating chances even though they just had the one goal. They were shutting Vegas down. Vegas could hardly get through the neutral zone. You come out to uh, you come out on Tuesday night, and and the script is pretty much flipped. Vegas creating a lot of chances. Stars pretty much cannot can't even get into the Vegas zone. Uh, Vegas dominated on the faceoff. Vegas drawing penalties. Um, it was it was just kind of a it was it was pretty much the opposite of what you saw in in game one. So you knew that that was going to happen. You're if you're if you're the stars, you're frustrated that you didn't react better, um, especially after you made it through the first period goalless. That when you when you're in that position that you knew Dallas was in, which is that Vegas is going to come out strong and try to even this thing up early and take a big 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 lead early, and you get through that first period and it's scoreless. You yeah. really want to go back into the dressing room and in first intermission, get re- get refocused, get re- uh, kind of get re-energized and come out, and that's your counter punch. That's you, you throw that counter punch and you come out in the second period, you push back, you you up the ante a little bit. You're more physical. You, you're, you're playing faster. You're finishing checks. You, you're, you're getting the puck on net. And a lot of times, if you can get to that first period and then do that in the second period, you are in a very, very good spot to win this game. The Stars right. didn't do that. Vegas kept the pressure on like they did in the first period, and the Stars kind of kept it slipping away, and, and they made some mental mistakes, like you said. Some very, very, very bad penalties taken by the Stars um, on top of some missed assignments here and there. And, and what ends up happening is you give up three goals in the second period, and it's a it's a deficit you just can't get your claw back, claw back out of. So... Um, you know, looking kind of ahead to, to Game Three, if you're Dallas and and if you're Vegas, it's one one. It's it's going to feel a little bit like a new series. One team's dominated one game, the other team's dominated the other. So it's you don't necessarily feel it, it's not like Calgary where the Stars were one one after two zero, but it felt like or after two games, but it felt like they should be up two zero. This one feels like it should be one one. It feels like these are evenly matched teams. So the Stars have to find a way to clean up their game. Uh, get back their advantage in the faceoff dot, and then continue to create chances. Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting because I think these, I think these teams. If you'd asked this probably f- a month ago, I think you would have said Vegas is probably a, 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 a noticeably better team. I yeah. think these teams are pretty even. Like you said, I think this is a good a good chance. This one could go the distance in terms of going ga- seven games. Um, but if you're Dallas, you've got to fight back every chance you get because Vegas. <coughs> pardon me. Vegas is not going to Don't die it. over there. Oh, are you done? I'm done. I'm done. Oh, okay. I, I, I coughed I, I with was, like four words I wanted words to make left. sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, dang. You, you you couldn't have just held that? I tried. I was holding ah, it for okay. a decent amount of time. Okay. Well, hey, I'm, I'm proud of you then. But anyways, yeah, like, like you said, like you said there, Kenneth, I think Vegas, as Mike Heike talked about in our preview of this series on Sunday, I think Vegas is the most complete team in the Western Conference, potentially the most complete team in the entire NHL. So the Stars certainly have their work cut out for them, as they saw on Tuesday night. But at the same time, this is a Dallas Stars team that has been defying the odds here, Kenneth, since... I would say, you know, game four against the Calgary Flames where they're down they're down a goal with 12 seconds left and Joe Pavelski, you know, saves the season at that point, helps them flip the script. Then they take Colorado the distance and beat him in overtime in game seven. This is a Stars team that's become known for defying the odds, kind of like the New York Islanders on the other end uh, in the Eastern Conference. But it's certainly a 
a heavy matchup for the Stars. And, you know, last night, Pete DeBoer said post-game, he said that first goal relieved a little bit of pressure for us. Obviously, they had had some scoring problems in their past couple of games. He said we got our game back, and I think once we got that first goal, I think we looked like we normally do, which was making plays, finding space, and sticking pucks in the net. And that's kind of what you expect from Vegas, Kenneth. As we've said, they're a veteran team. They're a deep team. They're a team that's already in their three years in the uh, NHL as a whole. They've been to the playoffs in all three years. They've been to the Western Conference Final in two of three years. They've been to the Stanley Cup Final once. And so this is a team that knows how to win. They've built their team to win now. This wasn't, you know, it was funny. I, I always think back to like 2017 when the when the Vegas management and Vegas ownership group was talking about, we've got a window, you know, we want to be competing for a Stanley Cup in five years or so. And now it's been three years and they are three wins away from going to the Stanley Cup final two times in the past, in their first three years. But anyways, it's a series that could very well go the distance. And if the stars are going to keep their foot on the gas and find a way to take that series advantage back on Thursday night in game three. They're going to have to, you know, fix those mental errors. Kenneth, as we said, all three Vegas goals came as a direct result of a, a mental error by the stars, whether it was a long change on the first goal, being shorthanded on the second goal for the first of, or second of six times in the game overall, or uh, in the third goal, get pinching down too far and leaving Klingberg exposed for a three-on-one the other way for Vegas. So just some tough breaks for the Stars and Vegas being as good of a team as they are, going to capitalize on all those. The Golden Knights, Kenneth, I think you'll agree, just simply looked like the Golden Knights on Tuesday. That's what you're going to expect from Vegas going forward. That team that limits your shot chances. Stars only had 24 shots on goal. Uh, Meanwhile, Vegas putting up 32 total shots and as well, winning 61% of the draws, one for six on the power play and two for two on the penalty kill. Out hit the Stars 55-47, blocked 11 shots to the Stars 10. And that's what you expect from Vegas, Kenneth. You expect a team that's going to win those little battles here and there in the game That's going that will eventually help decide the game as a whole. So that's what we got from Vegas on Tuesday night. That's what the Stars got, and that's what they're going to have to respond to on Thursday night in Game 3. So... Other than that, a 3-0 loss for the Stars. We've now got a best of five on our hands here in the 2020 Western Conference Final. Should be a good time, Kenneth. We, we, we'll, have lots, we'll make sure to have lots of fun with it here. But other than that, that's about all we've got for this Wednesday episode. So, Kenneth, do you have any final thoughts for us? As always, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. We're a daily show every weekday. Actually, this week we've been giving you a... We're a little ahead of the game a little bit this week because we gave you a Sunday episode. But every weekday we are putting out a new episode, so make sure to follow us on uh, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Stars at Kenneth underscore Nash nineteen at Josh underscore Clark zero two. Hit subscribe, leave us a review, five stars preferably. And if you leave us a review with a five star rating, a written review, we will try to read it on the podcast. And we have a new one, and I don't have it pulled up because I was not prepared. But we're going to scroll down you, from C. Pete's five-star review. Great content. Great work. Keep it up. Short, sweet, to the point. Takes after myself, That's I what do we imagine. Like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, keep hitting us with those reviews. If you've got any questions during the postseason, uh, that's the place to ask them. Or you can uh, tweet at us on Twitter. We love to respond to you all there. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Other than that, Kenneth, do you have, any, do you have a joke for me? I really want to get my... Wednesday started off on the right note here. Do I have a um, joke for you? Do I have a yes, joke, any joke 
Any joke at all. Like, even knock-knock. Marcus Morris is a clean basketball player. <laughs> all right, that's a good one. That's just what I needed <laughs> to start my Wednesday. Also, football's back in a day. I'm so excited. It is. Um, Soccer's back yes. on Saturday as well. Oh, lovely. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you and Sean and Owen will have a blast talking about that. Uh, meanwhile, I'll just be watching football uh, all weekend. So it should be a fun time. But regardless, happy Wednesday to all of you. Hope you're all doing well and staying safe and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 